Goddard. Ah, morning. Morning, Mr. Chatterton. Morning, sir. I see you've brought your horses and your merry men. Seems you're as good as your word. With the rewards you're promising, sir, weren't difficult to get men interested. Good morning to you all, gentlemen. Uh, Congratulations on answering my call. As the good David Goddard and Albert Chatterton here have no doubt told you, we have before us today a chance to make money. Just that, my friends. Oh, no. Not just that. Oh, you hear that? Hey, that, my friends, is a special train. A special train engaged by some preposterously wealthy men who have taken it upon themselves to bring something rather special down from Scotland bound for London. Something rather special that's worth a lot of money. <laughs> Money's what we want, lads, eh? We're all of us sick of them. Miserly wages from mill or down pit. It's time for us to better ourselves. Well, in that, lads, we'll make history today. Today, the 15th of November in the year of our good Lord, 1859, here at Athelthorpe Junction in the county of Yorkshire, we shall make history! <laughs> What, what? What? What's going? What the hell's going on? Containment alert, Mr. Derek. Containment? What, what do you mean? A lion creature has escaped. Escaped? How can that? What? Are you sure? 
That's impossible. Information confirmed. A land creature has escaped. We can't let that happen. They're vital to the engine. We must get it back. What are your instructions? Get it back! Instigate full spatio-temporal search. If we can't get that damn thing back, the whole system will fail. Understood. And would you mind leaving while I get dressed? Still tracking it, K-9. Affirmative, mistress. Perhaps you'd better engage stealth mode. Affirmative. This way, mistress. This is the furthest I've ever been in the TARDIS. I can sense the movement of temporal energies here. It may not be safe. How far now? What is it? Why have you stopped? Sensors indicate it is behind this door. Are you sure? I have cross-referenced all accumulated sensor readings. The correlation of data indicates we have located the avian life form. Hmm. The avian life form the doctor refuses to discuss. <sighs> right. Shall we go in? This is unexpected. Environment identified as heathland. Heathland? An area of open, uncultivated land, typically on acid, sandy soil with characteristic vegetation of heather, gorse, gorse grasses... I know what heathland is. But this gorse... The colour keeps shifting from purple to vermilion. It's rather beautiful. Colouring suggests Heathland has been transplanted from Isidius' system. Specifically, Isidius 4. I wonder why the Doctor would do that. Transplant a whole area of a planet into the TARDIS. This must stretch for miles. Wait a minute. What's that? Way over there. Readings indicate an Isidian deciduous tree. Growth pattern suggests an age of approximately 500 Terran years. And I think the bird we're looking for is sitting in it. Come on, canine! Yeah, now that's interesting. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, Romana? 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 K-9, where's that girl gone? Where's that dog gone? Uh -oh. Where is everybody? That sounds like trouble. Ah, it's about time I found something better to do than run round after the brigadier. I beg your pardon? I'm afraid it's none of my business. I suggest you leave here. You are identified as an Ascidian Cerebus bird. Have you ever met one of these before, K-9? Negative, mistress. But access to the Encyclopedia Galactica database... Is it intelligent, or is it merely spouting random phrases? Unknown, mistress. What are you doing in the TARDIS? Do you know where you are? Ah, the 
double dare you? Willie, indeed. Tell us what? The time is approaching! The time for what? Ah, I wish you'd stop wasting your time asking silly questions about an imaginary man. Imaginary? What do you... Wait a minute. Those are the very words the doctor said to me a few hours ago. Yes, that's definitely not good news at all. Something in the vortex approaching fast. Ah, there we are. Where have you two been? Doctor, we've seen it. Have you? Uh, how? I mean, do you know what it is? You know what it is. It is a bird, Master. A bird? What? Approaching in the vortex? Approaching in the... What are you talking about? Well, haven't you noticed all the alarms going off? Something's heading straight for the TARDIS. So you're not talking about the Ascidian Cerebus bird we've just discovered right at the heart of the TARDIS, sitting in a tree? Four steel generators are overloading. Quick, see if you can recalibrate their power settings while I check the Hellnick regulator. Stop avoiding the subject! I'm trying to avoid our being torn apart. Romana! What? Did you hear that? You did? Well, of course I heard it, otherwise I wouldn't be asking if you'd heard it. Romana! It's Alan. Alan? Spatio-temporal nomadic species. We last encountered them on Earth when Cuthbert... I know what Alan is, K-9. Hello, Lan. Can you hear me? It's me it's calling to, Doctor. Don't be so proprietorial. No, but what I mean is, if it's outside the TARDIS, it probably can't hear you. Emergency. Lan creature now materialising in the TARDIS. Romana, look out. What? Ah! Romana... I have found you at last. You suddenly have. What are you doing? You must help us. Uh, what seems to be the trouble? And if you could possibly stop overloading every system in the TARDIS, I'd be eternally grateful. You must help us, Romana. No, wait. What are you doing? No. The mistress is dematerializing with Malan. Romana, Lan, stop this. Wait, wait, don't. They've gone. No trace of her in the vortex outside. That Blan just took her and... K-9, we've got to find her. Link yourself into the console. Look for any trace, anything. Deleting the console now. Lan probably doesn't understand. Romana can't survive unprotected out there. We've got to save her, K-9. Master. Find her and get her back. I detect an energy stream. It must be the Lan space-time spore. Ah, there it is. I'm locking onto it. Right. Randomizer off. That's it. We are on our way. Don't worry, Romana. We'll be with you in a pig's whisper. Can I? What's going on? Master, I have detected the origin of the energy stream. What? I thought it came from that large. Negative, Master. It comes from the quantum gateway in the Proxima system. The quantum gateway in the Proxima system? Do you, do you mean Cuthbert's quantum gateway in the Proxima system? And we're heading straight for it? Affirmative. Then we'd better stop heading straight for it. Ha! Ah, emergency dematerialization! Oh no. It didn't work, K9. We're locked on course for the quantum gateway in the Proxima system. Affirmative, Master. Impact in 12 seconds. 11, 10, 9, 8. Please, K9, no countdown. There's a good dog. Somehow a countdown always makes the inevitable almost unbearable. Romana! What? Romana! We're, we're, we're in Romana! In the time 
Vortex. Yes. Yes, we are free. Uh, well, you may be free, but if I stay here much longer, I'll, I'll be dead. I thought as much. Everything seems to be calming down a bit. K9, we are heading for Earth. The year is 1859, Master. 1859? November the 15th. I remember it well, yes. Victoria on the throne of Great Britain and Ireland. A modest Frenchman called Edmond discovered the planet Vulcan, and um, A Tale of Two Cities is published. K9, do you think that Lan has dragged Romana through Cuthbert's quantum gateway back in time to Earth 1859? Insufficient data to formulate a definite answer, Master. No, remind me, K9. Remind me. Approximately how many people were there on Earth in 1859? Approximation unnecessary. Historical records indicate on the 15th of November 1859 there were 1,300,558 humans on Earth. Ah, are your historical records that accurate? Affirmative. Oh, I must admit, I was expecting a good estimate. Information assimilated from Bi-Al Foundation Genealogical Database. Ah, that's impressive. But how are we going to find Romana among 1,300,558 people when we're not even sure she's there anyway? Hmm. I don't suppose you could scan the planet for a time, Lord, could you? Negative. My sensors cannot make such a detailed, long-range scan. Oh, the pity. They do, however, register that there are currently 1,300,559 people on Earth. Currently? You, you mean on November the 15th, 1859? Affirmative. We've landed. How did that happen? Our course was sent to follow the energy stream through the quantum gateway. We have reached the end point of the energy stream. Have we now? Then, if there's now a 1,300,559th person out there who shouldn't be out there, they might have arrived along the energy stream too. It is possible, Master. And that person could be Romana. It is possible. Well, a possibility is all we've got, K9, so let's get to work. long ago, When I reached out into the vortex, I hoped you could help us again. But I did not realize you would die in the vortex. I would not have you die for us. I would rather return to those who would keep my people in bondage than cause the death of an innocent. I, I can't breathe! Sorry, I didn't mean to jump, but you are rather, well, big, blue, and hairy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. I may have to kill you. Any chance that you might reconsider? Come in, K9. Come in, K9. This is the doctor. Is this in-ear transceiver working? Can you hear me? 
over. K9, are you there? What did you say? What did you say, K9? I can't hear you. You'd better boost your transmission. What did you say? Ah, oh, that's better. Now stop mucking about and concentrate. Have your scans found any residual quantum gateway energy? Affirmative, Master. There is a faint trace bearing south-southwest from your current position. Ah, did you hear that? Chuff, chuff. Affirmative. Audio sensors identify it as the sound of a steam locomotive. Affirmative, and it's getting closer. Sounds like trouble, K9. I'm going to investigate. Energy levels normalized. Normalized. Good. Continue monitoring. I will. Um, so I take it you've decided against killing me then? Oh. I'd forgotten about you. <laughs> I don't know whether to be flattered or relieved. Well, I don't make the decisions. I just said I may have to kill you. I see. So you're not in charge here. I am in charge here of this Space platform. Space platform? And where is this space platform exactly? You want the coordinates? If you like. That might help. <sighs> I'm not sure I should give them to you. But why are you here? No idea. Something to do with Alarm. There was an escaped Alarm. Escaped? Yes, but it has been recaptured. The engine is now functioning within normal parameters. Well, I'm very pleased to hear it. My name's Romana, by the way. How do you do? How do I do what? Um, uh... uh are you here to help, Romana? I might be. What sort of help were you looking for? Help with the engine. With the damage it causes us. I see. And how many of you are there here? How many, Urtag? That's right. How many, uh, or tag? I... I'm not sure now. There used to be around 500 on each platform, but many have died. What, because of this engine? I think if you were here to help, you would know all this, Romana. <sighs> well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But... Well, to be honest, I had a bit of a bumpy landing, and it's left me rather confused. So, if you wouldn't mind filling me in on a few details, then I can get round to the business of helping you. How does that sound? Hmm. Um, all right. What do you need to know, Romana? Can you hear me? Any scanning results yet? Quantum gateway particles are definitely 
Well, she isn't among any of the people from the train. They're all men. The other lot, who arrived on horseback with guns, have got scarves wrapped around their faces, all so right. I can't... get a lot of them bound and gagged and put them in the signal box. Wait a minute. That voice. I recognize that voice. That's it. Get a move on. Right, change the points and let's get this thing moving. Come on. It's Cuthbert. I have given you temporary authority to access the Conglom AI. The Conglom AI? AI as in artificial intelligence? It will give you all the answers you need. I see. It's rather small, isn't it? Is there a vocal interface? Or... Yes, there is a vocal interface. What do you wish to know? Are you in charge? No. But I am the means through which all technologies are formulated and controlled here. Here, as in the Pectaris system? That is correct. And which technologies are formulated and controlled here? Every planet in this system is linked into a chain of 552,000 space platforms. From the kinetic force of gravity and the very fabric of space-time is generated the energy to power the time engine. Time? I see. And what part do the LAN play in all this? The LAN are held in a central ring of space stations orbiting the Bektara's sun, secreting their space-time energies. To power this time engine? That is correct. What's that? What's going on? Space Platform 237 is accessing the Conglom AI. Why should that set off an alarm? Information accessed suggests security breach in progress. Security? Why? Because the information is classified and is already known to the Wartag crew. Well, show me who's accessing it. And this time engine, remind me, uh, exactly what is its purpose? What the hell is that? The purpose of the time engine Yes, yes, I'm receiving you, K9, but it's a bit difficult to talk at the moment. Tracking shows you are travelling along a train line toward a hillside. That's because I'm hanging onto the side of a train, and we're about to enter a tunnel. What did you say? We've stopped. And I've just jumped off the train. We've just been locked in. I'm not surprised. It looks like it's recently been burned out of the living rock. You mean the kind of technology Cuthbert might use? Right, lads, let's get our cargo unloaded. And now, perhaps we'll find out what he's up to. Come on, lads. One of you get onto the other side of this crate. Let's get this stuff moving. Well, whatever it is, it's certainly heavy. Well, there's only one quantum gateway I can think of, and that's in the Proxima system. That is correct. 
The time engine supplies energy to maintain the quantum gateway in the Proxima system. This is all connected to Cuthbert. That's right. Have you met him, Romana? Yes. Have you? Ah. Because I've certainly never met you. Even though your name is rather familiar. Have you been eavesdropping for long, Mr. Dory? And there we have it, gentlemen. This is our treasure. Uh, doesn't look like much. No, not much at all. It's a few big bars of rusty old metal. Tritonium, gentlemen. This is tritonium. What's tritonium? Oh, where do I start, eh? Where should I start? It'll be a revolution, Albert, a revolution. How's that? With this... What What you got there? Think of it as a special kind of stove. S stove? Yes, because we're going to do some very special cooking. What do you mean, cooking? Cooking up the future. With this little device. I... What's that? Some kind of transmission interference? In 1859? What's that speaking? What is it? Hey, lads, there's something funny going on here. Must be coming from the bar. No, no, can I? Stone the crows, that's the doctor's voice. Doctor? What doctor? Over there! There's someone hiding behind the train. Get him! Hey! Oh, please, 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 you know, I don't... Bring him over here! Listen, you know this is guffing a perfectly good pair of shoes, don't you? Huh? Ah! Hello, Cuthbert. Well, 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 Doctor. Not your lucky day, is it? Seems you've turned up at precisely the wrong moment in history. a perfectly good pair of shoes, don't you? Huh? Ah! Hello, Cuthbert. Well, 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 Doctor. Not your lucky day, is it? Seems you've turned up at precisely the wrong moment in history. Really? Yes. I was wondering what was so special about 1859. What are we going to do with him? Ah, yes. What are you going to do with me, eh? More to the point, what are you going to do with that tritonium? Didn't you hear? I'm going to cook it with this. Ah, a little silver box with flashing lights on it. Well, why didn't you say? Everything's perfectly clear now, thank you, Cuthbert. This little silver box will irradiate the tritonium, and after about 200 years, it'll be the most valuable substance in the cosmos. Eh? 200 years, you say? Yes, Albert, 200 years. Good things come to those who wait. Uh 
You mean it isn't worth anything as it is now? Well, of course it isn't, you idiot. Just look at the state of it. Thousands of years of oxidation have rendered it utterly worthless. Worthless? Oh, dear. Perhaps you should have explained it before, Cuthbert. Oh, shut up, you. You're saying that we've gone through all this trouble to steal something worthless? Precisely. Oh, pay attention, please. This is an investment for the future, for your families. I'll sign you all up for a share. <laughs> for our families? In 200 years' time? We're poor now. This very day. What would you have us do about our current circumstances? I'm not a miracle worker, Albert. You must fend for yourself. <laughs> you ungrateful rabble. You know foresight and imagination, no sense of history. I think you've been exploited, gentlemen. I say we take this Triton mum stuff and see what we can get for it now. You get precisely nothing for it now, you greedy fools. Aye, aye. Well, you would say that. Come on, lads. Let's take it now. You idiots! <laughs> Started the irradiation process. You could have all changed history. Instead, you'll just become one of its many wretched casualties. The suspense is killing us. Access to conglomerate surveillance records and cellular analysis confirms that this Ramada is the same as this Ramada. And where is the doctor? Haven't you a garlic told you? He's on Proxima Major. Causing trouble. But she looks different. Oh, you noticed. You are a bright spark, aren't you? You really think the Daleks are working for you? What's that supposed to mean? Of course I do. You're certainly as arrogant as the other one. What is the reason for the change in appearance? I can tell you if you like. It isn't a secret. Subject Romana is a Time Lord. Time Lords have the ability to regenerate themselves into a new physical form. Correct. Well done. You must be so pleased. Time Lord. Hmm. Interesting. I don't like the sound of that. Too late for those poor devils. Can I know the door's locked? Cuthbert's escaped, my shoes are scuffed, and the radiation is getting closer. Which way did he go, K9? I see him! I see him!
impressive view. Well, this is the observatory deck. Are those all your space stations? What do you think? I think they're all your space stations. Hmm. And you see there, in the centre... The big greeny-orange glowing planetoid? It isn't a planetoid. It's the centre of the time engine. The greeny-orange glow is an optical illusion caused by sunlight refracting through the force fields. Fascinating. Do tell me more. Oh, I intend to. And you'd better listen. Where is Cuthbert? He's clearly left you in charge. You're getting delusions of grandeur. The Lana held in the centre of the time... Time engine, secreting their space-time energy. But something's gone wrong, hasn't it? What makes you say that? Alan escaped. The Ortag here told me the engine is harming both them and the Lan. And your eyes lit up like greedy little beads when you realised I was a Time Lord. I think you're in need of a Time Expert to fix your engine for you. Am I right? Um... Yes. Yes, you're right. So, what's your problem? I imagine it's something to do with the fact that you're forcing the Larn to do something against their will. The Larn are dying out, and if they die out, the time engine will fail. And then what? The quantum gateway will collapse and the whole conglomerate business empire will unravel. Well, my advice would be to let the Larn go free and the conglomerate business empire can go hang. Oh, you'd better find a cleverer solution than that, Romana. Really? Why? Because I'm giving you the job of fixing the time engine. <laughs> and what if I don't accept? Then I'll have the Urtag kill you. I said I might have to kill you. Ah. Yes, you did, didn't you? I can see him. K9, he's on the other side of the river, heading towards a waterfall. Cuthbert, stop! Stop! What have you done with Romana? Stop! Ooh, he's gone. He walked right into the waterfall. Show off. Readings indicate the waterfall forms part of another quantum gateway. K9, lock the controls onto that gateway. I'm coming back to the TARDIS. This is the time engine control room. You will have access to everything under my supervision. So, now the charming Mr. Doric has returned to his no doubt plush office on his very own space platform. Can I just get something straight? You want to straighten something? You're working for the conglomerate. Yes. On this time engine thing? Yes. And the effects of it are killing your people and the Lan. Yes. So why do you put up with it? Why don't you just leave? Because we signed a contract. <laughs> a contract with an unscrupulous business empire that runs the cosmos for profit. The conglomerate has been good to us. Good to you? What has the conglomerate ever done for anyone? They fund our education and health systems. They gave us training and knowledge to save our planet from economic collapse. <sighs> All right, but apart from that... They've given us the opportunity to travel the cosmos and develop our time-sensitive skills. 
if Peters is sought after race in the development of space warp travel technology. Many of us have positions of great yes, authority. All right, all right, I get the picture. Oh, well, you better show me how this thing's supposed to work, although, of course, it isn't working, which is the problem. Everything's at K9. I have programmed in the coordinates of the waterfall quantum gateway, Master. Right, then let's go. Caution, Master. K9, we must find Romana at all costs, and Cuthbert is our only lead. This new quantum gateway is considerably smaller than the last. Its power stream is fluctuating. Well, I'll be careful. I calculate a 99% chance of total destruction of the TARDIS. May I sit? Of course. So, where should we start? I'll leave that up to you, Mr. Sanders. Well, hmm. The tritonium sample you allowed us to examine seems, um, well, um... Top quality? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Sanders. Your card simply reads Cuthbert, C-E-O, the conglomerate, no surname. No, just Cuthbert. Think of me as a brand. How much more of this tritonium do you have? More than you'll ever need, Neville. Uh, before you ask, yes, I do know how rare and valuable tritonium is, and I do know I'm proposing to sell it to you for a ridiculously cheap price. But I had to make sure I got your attention. I see. So, I take it you're saying the actual price will be higher? No, 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 I'm a man of my word. I, I'll sell you the amount you need for the price I've offered. I know it's an unbelievable bargain, isn't it? But don't worry, Neville. If it'll make you feel any better, there is another cost. sense out of the old girl. You tell where we are. Interface with console indicates Earth in the year AD 2059. Uh, we seem to be in midair. All navigational systems have failed. Ah, yes. I wondered why we were completely out of control and stuck in a high-speed stratospheric orbit. Whoa, K9! Start searching for any quantum readings that might lead us to government. I'll see if I can get the old girl under control again. Now, shouldn't be too difficult. On the other hand...
So, here's the supply of energy from the engine to the gateway, streaming through space-time to the Proxima system. And this should be... I've never seen that before. It's the course the energy is taking through space-time once it has passed through the gateway. Didn't you ever think to look? It never occurred to me. Oh, well, do you mind if I have a look? Uh, no. Good. There. Hmm. It goes round and round. That's because it's a causal loop. A causal loop? A self-sustaining historical paradox. No wonder it's burning out the lung. It requires a never-ending supply of energy. Sky Patrol Jet Delta Delta Romeo Niner to control. I have a code Zulu Zulu Alpha 4. Receiving you, Romeo Niner. We confirm your code Zulu Zulu Alpha 4. Unidentified airborne craft traveling at Mach 7 hypersonic orbital course. What are your orders, Control? Romeo Niner, your orders are to increase speed and close to visual scan range. Received and understood, Control. Now closing to visual scan range. Craft reads as a cuboid object. Seems to be in an uncontrolled annular spin. K9, any luck with tracking Cuthbert? Uncertain, Master. There is a faint trace of quantum energy. I'm altering the TARDIS's trajectory to home in on it. Well done. Let's see if we can get a clearer reading. Master. At least you're having some luck. I think the old girl took too much of a battering coming through that gateway. I can't get anything to respond properly. What? What was that? Did you hear that, K9? Affirmative. We are receiving a radio transmission. You are K9? What's that about being fired upon? You see, Neville, I know things are tough. It can't be an easy job being finance minister for the Oceanic State. The job presents certain challenges, of course, but I'm more no, than... No, 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 let me finish, Neville, please, let me finish. The point is that I know how strapped for cash you are. Well, all fiscal policy matters are being... You've got yourself some chronic, crumbling infrastructure problems, haven't you, Neville? Years of underinvestment in health, education, defence. Do you want to get that, or do I have your attention? Uh, you have my attention, but look... Uh, because the top-grade Tritonium I'm proposing to sell you will allow your boffins to revolutionise artificial intelligence development and with a new generation of AI computer systems... Um, I really do think I have to answer this. Hello? Minister, we have a code Zulu Zulu Alpha 4 Red. What? An unidentified enemy aircraft has entered Oceanic... 
Manning State's airspace. Uh, and with a new generation of AI computer systems, Minister, you'll be really able to solve to all you your problems. Keep me posted. All your problems, including the funding of any imminent conflict with the Asiatic states that you might be contemplating. But, but this conglomerate contract you want me to sign up... Is the deal-breaker, Neville. You have to make us the sole provider for all your technological solutions. But why shouldn't we be? given that the conglomerate will be the organization making it possible to save the Oceanic States from bankruptcy and ultimate destruction. Um... I shall have to... Mr. Sanders, I'm afraid I must insist that... Mr. Edge, this is a highly confidential finance meeting. I must insist that you leave immediately. Sir, there is a clear and present threat to Mr. you. Mr. Edge, I'm about to supply your government with the means to eradicate all clear and present threats Allow to... me to activate your screen, Minister. What the hell? Well, I'm blown. Cheeky beggar. This is a direct feed from air defense control, and that object is heading straight for this building. I wish I could find some way to reply to her canine. Are you ready for us to dematerialize? Affirmative, Master. Essential weak dematerialized. In its current weakened state, the TARDIS may be damaged by missile fire. Well, let's get on with it then. Oh, no. Come on, Hugo. You can do it. Come on, come on. This is it, Minister. Emergency bunker entrance. Handy little place to have right under your office. We can't be too careful with the current volatile international situation. Inside, sirs, if you please. Poking my nose in where it's wanted, apparently. I should report you. Well, I dare say your precious Conglom AI is doing that already. I can do something about that if you'll let me. What do you mean? I mean that I've just broken a lot of security protocols, and if Mr. Doric finds out, he might actually ask you to kill me. I see. And since you think the conglomerate is such a nice, helpful organization, I can see that you might well consider carrying out such a request. Possibly. But given that I've just discovered that it's the radiation emanating from this time engine that's probably killing your people off, well, I thought perhaps that you might like to consider being, um, well, on my side, as it were. Portag leader, what's going on there? Report. Hello, report. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Nothing. 
Nothing is going on. There was a... Uh, I made a mistake. Uh, I see. What? Are you sure? Well? Uh, yes, I am sure. Well, good. And, and what's that Romana woman doing? She's solving the problem? Hello, Mr. Doric. Yes, I am. I think I'm on to something. What do you want to? Well, I think I may have found a way to stabilize the power of the time engine. But I need to make sure my calculations are correct first. Well, good. Good. Report back to me. As soon as you can. I will. Thank you for that. I have broken my contract. Well, I think you'll find it's for the best. Because you found out why we and the Lana died. Oh, I've found out much more than that. There. That's bypassed the security settings. What have you found out? That the head of the conglomerate, Cuthbert... I met him once. Well, his lifespan is the historical causal loop. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure I understand. But you could say that he really is a self-made man in the truest sense of the phrase. Cuthbert seems to be the historical origin of his own business empire. <coughs> what the hell happened? That, that craft, it must have hit the building. I didn't know his wretched TARDIS was so heavy. I beg your pardon, what did you say, Cuthbert? Oh, just offering a small prayer of thanks, Neville, that we all survived to usher in a new era of prosperity. Here we are. Conglomerate contract, all ready for you to sign. I'm afraid this is something that I'd have to take to cabinet level, <coughs> to the Oceanic President. Or a contract for a new IT supplier? Oh, I don't think so, Neville. It's merely an internal departmental matter, surely. Well, I suppose it could possibly be seen that way, yes. And the benefits all that new technology will bring. That it'll all be down to you and your wisdom. I think that might make the people of the Oceanic States very appreciative of such potentially presidential conduct. Um, perhaps. Mm. What the hell was that? Perhaps your Mr. Edge might like to go and find out while we get on with the business in hand here. Mr. Sanders? Yes, good idea, Edge, and see if you can raise the emergency services. Presumably, we're going to need digging out of here. Sir, this is FM1 to control. Do you read me? Over. So, so you mean to say we actually flattened the building? Affirmative, Master. When the TARDIS impacted, it was only partially dematerialized. The consequent mass inversion created a matter implosion. Oh. Nobody hurt, I hope. Readings indicate the building had already been evacuated. Oh, well, that's a relief. This quantum gateway hopping really is rather risky, isn't it? Affirmative. Any sign of Cuthbert? Affirmative. I'm reading quantum particles approximately 100 meters... Don't move. What's your interest in Cuthbert? You one of his lot? Uh, well, yes, yes, if that's at all helpful. Where is he? Just concluding some important business with the finance minister back there. I see. I I'm, not, I'm not sure that's a very good idea. I wonder, would you care to take us to him? I could just shoot you. Y yes. 
Yes, you could. But uh, Cuthbert would be awfully cross, and that might upset your finance minister's important business. By the way, have we met before? Hey? Uh, I thought there was something familiar about you, just for a moment. I've never set eyes on you before in my life. Ah, I must have been mistaken. I see so many faces. What's that thing? Hmm? Oh. I am K-9. How are you now? What do you do? I am the doctor. He, oh, he's just my general factotum. Isn't that right, K-9? Affirmative, master. Invaluable and totally harmless. Shall we go? Mr. Dyke, how nice of you to pop by. And you've brought a little hovering robot friend, I see. A little hovering robot friend who's fully armed and will blast you into oblivion if you mess me about. So, what have you come up with? I'm tired of waiting. Oh, nothing much. I've merely found out that your wretched time engine is sustaining a causal historical loop to keep Cuthbert's business empire in existence, and that it's doing it at the cost of the lives of the Lan and the Ortag. Sir, you've been accessing classified information, and you let her do this. I... I... I, I, I did. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you? No. You're... You're exploiting us. Oh, dear me. I see you've been indoctrinating our big, blue, loyal friend with revolutionary claptrap. Or the truth, as I like to call it. Do you know why we're exploiting the Lan and the Ortag, Romana? Because they're time-sensitives. Precisely. I feel sure you're about to tell me. Ortag, put her in the TAC. TAC? Temporal Analysis Chamber. It's where we put all time sensitives to assess their fitness as time engine drivers. Go on, put her in, or I'll order the drudger to kill you. You've already broken your contract, so your life is forfeit. Sorry, Romana. All right. But what's the point of putting me in here? I've been researching the Time Lords, the most powerful race of time sensitives the universe has ever known. You could be our new engine driver. You want me as a replacement for the Lan? Well, think of it this way. You'll be saving your precious Lan and Ortag from protracted, painful death. How about that for a bit of worthy do-gooding liberalism for you? Seal the door. Activate. You expect me to replace an entire race? Why not? If everything I've read about the Time Lords is true, maximum power! So tell me, how long have you worked for your finance minister? Long enough. Ah. Well, well, well. Hello again, Doctor. So you two gentlemen do know each other. Oh, yes, Mr. Edge. We know each other, all right. Where's Romana? Ramona. Romana. You've lost me. And what have you been up to with this finance minister? Oh, getting a conglomerate contract signed, that's all. Ah, what are you trying and to... And what have you been up to with your TARDIS, Doctor, eh? Knocking down buildings. Dear me. Dear me, you must be more careful when following a fellow through a quantum gateway. Attention, Master. Attention. Oh, chirpy little chap, isn't he? What is it, K-9? Readings indicate another quantum gateway nearby. He's trying to escape. Mr. Edge, do you have the faintest idea what they're going on about? Not the faintest, sir. No, neither have I. I'll leave you to it. Uh, where are you going, sir? Oh, the rescue team just arrived to escort Mr. Sanders to safety. They advised me there was another way out oh, up there. Oh, uh, 
Um, bye, bye. Mr. Edge, you've got to stop him. Do I now, sir? And why would that be? Because he somehow managed to coerce your finance minister into signing some sort of contract with his business. None empire. of my business, sir. And because he's probably just about to leap through a quantum gateway so that he can exert his malign influence over some other part of galactic history. You've got to stop him, man. I think you've got one or two questions to answer, uh, Doctor. I see. Well, in that case, I've got a confession to make. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know when I said that K-9 was harmless? Yeah. Well, I lied. You lied, did you? Yes. In what way, exactly? In this way, K-9... Affirmative, Master. Will he be all right? Affirmative, Master. He is merely stunned. Well, I was just checking. Come on, we've got Readings to... Readings indicate Cuthbert has already passed through the nearby quantum gateway. Then we've got to get after him again in the TARDIS. Come on. Master... I must remind you of the damage the TARDIS sustained on our recent trip through a quantum gateway. It is inadvisable to make another such journey. Oh, well, Doctor, your little robot dog is quite a bite. <laughs> Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures, Casualties of Time. You really believed your pathetic attempts to elude me had any effect at all? I've been watching you, and this is the moment to exact my revenge. So you're going on a long trip, Doctor, and by the time it's over, my power and reputation will be unassailable. I'm just here for the ride. Uh, what ride would that be, Cuthbert? The one where you chase me all over the place, wondering what the heck's going on. What have you done with Romana? I believe she represents our only chance of preventing the whole of history from unravelling. Earth before 1859. <laughs> Cuthbert's plan, it went back much further than 1859. Everyone, out of the train! So that means Cuthbert has got himself another quantum gateway. That infernal time engine has revealed to us the full extent of the conglomerate's influence on universal history. There's a clear thread of philanthropy and compassion running through all of the corporation's activities. He's the Black Guardian. The time is a 
signs of approaching. Big Finish. We love stories. Okay, so they're walking along here. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. And cute. So tell me, how long have you worked for your finance minister? Long enough. As long as that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll get David Warner in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the writer and director of The Pursuit of History. Well, well, well. Hello again, Doctor. So, you two gentlemen do know each other. At the start of every season of The Fourth Doctor stories, I sit down and do a little plan of what kind of stories we're going to be doing, um, who we'd like to write them, and what returning characters we'd like to use. It was interesting coming in to do this first series with uh, Lala as back as Romana um, because it gave us an opportunity to pick up some threads that we'd started way back in series two when we had Mary Tam playing the first incarnation of Romana. Nick's original idea for the Cuthbert and Doric um, arc had been uh, planned to continue beyond um, the Dalek contract and the final phase. So I was very keen to actually return to that storyline. It seems a very long time ago that the whole Cuthbert storyline started and it came together from my very first ideas for the Fourth Doctor Adventures. And it was the first one I wrote. For the historical record, I am known throughout the 59 civilised star systems as Cuthbert. I am the CEO of the foremost commercial enterprise in the galaxy. Suffice it to say, there were some very different plans in place, in my mind, at that point. And uh, in the first Cuthbert story, lots of things were left unanswered. Romana, reactivate the stabiliser. Destiny, Doctor. Destiny awaits. And then because our general plans uh, changed, Resolving those issues um, was put off a little and uh, so I always had in mind what the resolution to them would be and what Cuthbert was and how it would turn out but uh, it was sort of put on the back burner for a while until uh, the good David Richardson said to me um, I think it's time with the Romana series if we can revisit the Cuthbert thing and resolve all that and with the parrot and stuff. So that was the background of it really, just drawing it all together. Attention Master! Attention. Oh, chirpy little chap, isn't he? What is it, K-9? Tom Baker here. Ha! <laughs> Go on, ask me a question. Readings indicate another quantum gateway nearby. He's trying to escape. Mr. H, do you have the faintest idea what they're going on? Not the faintest, sir. No, neither have I. It's a great, great story with uh, stupendous characters, big conflict, big travelling, zooming backwards and forwards. And, of course, some massive uh, performances, isn't it? We've got, and we've got the Troughton family back in the, back in the loop. Um, David Troughton giving a titanic performance. He once played Richard III, you know, at Stratford. He did, yeah. He was a great Richard III, yeah. And he's a great villain in this. And the other big actor here, of course, is the mighty uh, David Warner, who's got us in convulsions with his malice, yeah. I'll leave you to it. Uh, where are you going, sir? 
So the rescue team just arrived to escort Mr. Sanders to safety. They advised me there was another way out oh, up there. Um, um, so, bye. I'm David Warner and I'm playing Cuthbert. E by gum. Sorry, sorry, folks. It's my kind of stock answer when I talk to Big Finish, people who, who are interested in Big Finish, is I always enjoy working and coming to work for Big Finish. So it was great to be, uh, A, um, offered something with Tom in, in his series of Doctor stories. And also, when I play a part like this, I, I, I like the humour. I like, if I'm playing a heavy or a heavy-ish character, I, I enjoy it being a little bit lighter than just saying, kill him, get him and that kind of stuff. So it's just a bit of... I mean, I, I like the fun of it, bearing in mind that it isn't real. And what have you been up to with this finance minister? Oh, getting a conglomerate contract signed, that's all. Ah, uh, what are you trying and to... And what have you been up to with your TARDIS, Doctor, eh? Knocking down buildings? I'm not a, I was never a great Doctor Who uh, follower during all, all the transitions and all the Doctors. I mean, um, Patrick Troughton was, was my kind of era but I never I wasn't kind of as knowledgeable as some people I've met are so but I I, I did start watching for some reason when um, when Matt took over and I enjoyed what he was doing with it so it was great suddenly to be uh, asked to be in it uh, Mark Gatiss who is a, is a friend uh, just sort of got in touch um, eventually and said I think it's about time you were in one, because everybody I know has been in a Doctor Who, and I hadn't. And people say, are you ever going to be in one? And I, I said, well, it's not up to me, it's not up to me. So it's very nice to uh, have, have a chance. And, and, and Matt and Jenna were absolutely lovely. Still tracking it, K-9. Affirmative, please. Perhaps you'd better engage stealth mode. Affirmative. My name is Lala Ward, and I play Romana. What is it? Why have you stopped? Sensors indicate it is behind this door. It's the parrot story, isn't it? I can't sort of separate anything in this story from the fact that there's a, a that the <laughs> that one of the leading parts is a parrot, which is just an intrinsically funny thing. And I know it's not particularly meant to be funny in the story, but parrots just are. Um, it won't be, I hope, because we will all be acting so utterly brilliantly that nobody will think anything other than that this is a very, very serious and not in the least ex-parrot. Ah, it's about time I found something better to do than run round after the brigadier! I beg your pardon? Ah. If you do read the parrot's lines as if you're Terry Jones in drag in a, in a, in a Monty Python <laughs> sketch, it does make it a little bit harder for the other members of the cast to get through their bits without completely falling apart with the giggles. The time for what? I'm Jez Fielder and I play a selection of parts. Um, Neville Sanders, who is the Oceanic States Finance Minister, uh, a drudger, um, a, a, an Eceden Cerebus bird, which is a kind of TARDIS parrot, um, Albert Chatterton, a Yorkshire ruffian, and the White Guardian, as well as... Uh, oh, no, there's another one. Uh, Solonu Prime. So, if you can remember all those, you're obviously a better man than I am. No, 
wish you'd stop wasting your time asking silly questions about an imaginary man. Imaginary? Voices can be incredibly versatile. So, uh, you know, in, in terms of not just accents, not about doing silly voices. It's, it's sometimes about doing silly voices, which is always funny. But it's about um, accent, pitch, approach. And also some, some of these you can guarantee, even before I've read it, because of the name of them, they're going to be potentially a kind of alien. So if they're like that, then I know there's, there's a chance that there'll be, uh, and a very good chance indeed, that there'll be an effect on the voice, which is not cheating, it's just working with the setup. Some stories, you know, you have more dramatically um, complicated things to do, but then you don't necessarily lead the story. So it makes it quite exhausting in a way to do because you're you're kind of pivotal to so much that's going on. Um, and there's an awful lot of, of, of feeling faint and, and hyperventilating and breathing a lot, which is always more tiring than you might imagine because you, you, you do hyperventilate and you do get too much oxygen whizzing around your brain. You do begin to feel a bit giddy some of the time. I can breathe. Oh, I wonder where I am. Hello, oh. I'm John Leeson oh. and I play, usually, K9. Hello. And in fact, I play something else as well. In this one, I play the Urtag. Um, and finding a voice for a dedicated, morally ambiguous, giant blue fur-covered, time-sensitive creature has been a bit of a struggle. But fortunately, the studio came to the rescue, as you'll hear. I'm sorry I didn't mean to jump, but you are rather, well, big, blue and hairy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. I may have to kill you. They wanted a particular style of voice, so I think Toby put it on a harmoniser and just pitched it down and added different frames to it or whatever. I mean, I don't understand the technicalities of it, but I sounded ever so good. John, that's just right. Good. In my book. Good. This is my book. <laughs> Hello, uh, David Troughton playing Mr Edge and the Black Guardian. What's your interest in Cuthbert? You one of his lot? Uh, well, yes, yes, if that's at all helpful. Where is he? I asked Nick um, what he would like, and um, the description is a tough-as-old-boots veteran security chief. So I've lowered my voice, given myself a bit of an estuary accent, and uh, the Black Guardian can do anything, you see. He can do anything he likes. By the way, have we met before? And you've worked with Tom before on Doctor Who. I have. I was played my father. Um, they were rather reticent about asking me. Thought I would be a bit, um, I don't know, a bit weird. But um, in actual fact, I wasn't playing my father. It was a robotic version of my father. He was a baddie who pretended, who uh, had the image of um, my father when he played Doctor Who. Did you do sort of prep for that? Or did you just... Well, I'd read a lot of books um, that featured my father. So for Audio Go, who are sadly no longer with us. And um, so I listened to a lot of YouTube stuff just to get his timbre, really, and um, went off there, yeah. I thought there was something familiar about you, just for a moment. I've never set eyes on you before in my life. Ah, I must have been mistaken. I see so many faces. Hello, my name is Lisa Bowerman, and uh, today I will be giving the conglomerate AI and a pilot. Oh, it's rather small, isn't it? Is there a vocal interface? Yes, or... there is a vocal interface. What do you wish to know? Are you in charge? No. I had to, obviously, you know, defer to our 
director and said, what did you like? And I, I presented him with an AI that I thought was sufficiently HAL-like for him to be able to, you know, twiddle some knobs on later. I mean, it, it, you don't quite know until you hear the final product or whether you're going to be treated or not treated, but he seemed quite pleased, so that was all right. And as for the pilot, I had to make sure that we didn't say ZZ and I said Zulu Zulu, but that's about as <laughs> pitched up as we go. And, you know, and it's going to be filtered, obviously. Otherwise, everybody's going to go, oh, not her again. <laughs> Romeo Niner, your orders are to increase speed and close to visual scan range. Proceed and understood, Control. I'm guessing this must be a really different experience for you because you're not directing, you're nope. not playing the lead. No. So have you just I love come it. in and had a nice day? Do you know what I love about it is the fact I can sit <laughs> sit in the green room and gossip. I know it's it's very high up the list on, you know, mm. actors' priorities. And it, it's lovely sometimes not to have that responsibility. Mm. And it's mm. such a lovely gang of people. Mm. I know we say it constantly and I know it's been repeated ad infinitum, but it's a really lovely atmosphere here. And um, I've been taking a few photographs and everybody's been game for that. So, uh, no, I've, I've had a really, it's been like a couple of days off, actually, a bit of a holiday. Access to conglomerate surveillance records and cellular analysis confirms that this Romana is the same as this Romana. But she looks different. My name's Toby Haydoke and I play Mr Doric. You are a bright spark, aren't you? You're certainly as arrogant as the other one. What I was pleased about when I got the scripts for this was that, whereas in the previous stories I was very much, if you've you know, uh, D David Warner was saying jump and I was repeating all sections jump. Uh, I, Mr. Doric has obviously been granted his own kingdom. And uh, I, I decided that a lot of his obsequiousness was to do with the fact that he was a bit terrified of Mr. Cuthbert, which is why it was just so no so through. And actually having his own place um, allowed him to let out his sadistic side and, and do unto others what Cuthbert might do to him. So it brought out a different side of him, which I, 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 I was very pleased about. If you want to make more of an entrance, yeah, right. I think I think he's a bit in his own element here. He's been left alone for quite a while, and he's sort of he's in Captain Kirk's chair, you know, yes. quite often. I know he's not at the moment, unless there are wheels. Are <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I imagine Mr. Doric having very lank and not much hair on the top that he sort of that he sort of smooths over and to have very clammy hands so I've been doing a sort of lot of that and 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 I think early on I I wasn't quite letting myself enjoy enjoy it as much as the the proper professional actor in me went you shouldn't don't enjoy this too much but then as you get actually the more that the character enjoys the power of those sorts of bits of dialogue the more effective it is to the listener so it was all the right way to go but I I, I did restrain myself early on You'll notice to stutter, you see. He only gets that back when Cuthbert returns. Uh, I've thought about this. <laughs> That's what we like. We like about thinking. <laughs> Ramona! What? Did you hear that? My name's Jane Slavin, and I will be uh, reprising my role as the Lan. Ramona! It's a Lan. A Lan? It was my first job, yes. Not with, not generally. It was my first job with you, yeah, and I remember it fondly. What was your thought that first day when you walked through the door? Oh, my God. Well, I really needed to go to the loo, yeah. so I raced to the toilet, and then I introduced myself to Tom, really. <laughs> uh, it was daunting. I didn't know how... I didn't know at the time it was going to be such fun. I didn't know I would be back... 10 million times I didn't know it was just I'm so nostalgic for that for that day and what it led to and 
And then when you said that the Larn was coming back, I was, I thought no one else can be the Larn. I had to make myself, literally make myself free for today and tomorrow. Hello, Larn, can you hear me? It's me it's calling to, Doctor. Don't be so proprietorial. The Doctor is a bit, this is a big moral dilemma for him, and um, it's handled pretty pretty slickly, really, because, you know, sometimes now heroes, I can't think of a popular hero where there's any moral dimension at all, really. You know, for example, James Bond, obviously, is a monster, really. Uh, whereas we always toe the line, don't we, of the, there being a moral dimension, that the Doctor actually is on the side of right. And, uh, of course, Oh, the joy of playing it is to do that in such a way that we don't dwell on it. You know, he may be right, but he's not goody-goody. I think we manage that very well. I think I managed it when I used to be playing it in the, on, uh, on, in the television. We, we zipped over that kind of thing. And the doctor himself sometimes, you know, doesn't... He never... He tries never to preach, doesn't he? But then sometimes you get wonderful moments when faced with a violent dilemma, he, he, his goodness paralyzes him somewhat and he has to think of a way of doing it solving it intellectually and then resolving it so that uh, none of his unspoken principles are compromised yeah i love it all only chaos awaits you chaos throughout all space and time <laughs> Well, that sounds like lunch to me. Yeah, yeah. Excellent work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lunch. Yeah.